Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about $6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favorite film critic, Nico Duro, the silver screen dude. Welcome and thank you for coming back or thank you for listening for the first time. This is myself, in case you're wondering the voice, um, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And me, Nico Laurent. If you haven't been with us before, this is the Movie Mount Rushmore show. Show, sure, show. Um, Basically what we do is we go back and we take a given subject, this one being movie ensembles, and we list our top ten. So I have a top ten, Nico has a top ten. Um, we take it in turns to list our 10 is it 10, 9, 8 is that the way we're doing it this so time yeah, now we basically yeah we each go our separate ways with, with, with whichever list we're given as you said this week it's an ensemble cast um Flip a coin, basically whoever goes first delivers their bottom four, then the other person delivers their bottom four, then it's the next three, then the next three, and then we trade one apiece until we reveal both of our top ten lists. Once we've both delivered our top ten, then the real debate starts, and because this is an educational podcast, hashtag education, um, we try- Hashtag wow, you didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> We try to uh, obviously tell you before you die of the 20 movies, because it could be 20, it could be less, but of the 20 movies we're about to list, these are the must-see four. Like, yeah. you cannot live, breathe, or indeed especially die without having seen these movies. Indeed, indeed. Now, small stipulation. If one of us has a movie that's higher on the list and the other one has one lower, we won't talk about it. So, for instance, let's say I've got a that video that's in it. Well, that ding would have worked well. But let's say, phones are off. Let's say I've got a movie at number eight. And it's my number four. AJ will say... Punt. And we will... Punt. And that means we will freeze <laughs> on that film. <laughs> so that's what it says on the tin. Um, that means we will stop and that film will come up when it comes to the highest possible ranking yep. of number four. So we will go and move on, continue with the other film. So from num- Nico's number eight, it will then go to his number seven. We'll discuss that potentially. Yep, we Hopefully we won't punt again, but hey, you never know. So it's ten through to the six, then the next three, then the top three, you traded one by one. Indeed. So flip of the coin, I think KJ, it was your turn to go first this Thank week. Thank you very much. Okay, in terms of top ten ensemble casts, I had to bring up the film that defines action. The Expendables. It did not make my list. It didn't make a list, not even I'm honourable. I'm shocked I forgot that. It didn't even make an honourable. Well, okay. Please discuss. That's yes. a great show. You know, the, the, the Expendables, give or take, possibly not the best movie in terms of writing, but it describes... Understatement. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> 
if you want explosions and you want action, this is the film. Now, please allow me to read out the cast. Oh, it's big. Here we go. If you want to talk action, and we're talking 90s and 80s and 90s, where action reigns supreme. But wait, which Expendables movie have you gone with here? I went with number one. Okay, cool. I went with number one. You could go with any, because... Was that uh, your favourite? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, they're all about the explosions and... I'll give they're it all about the cast really. <laughs> they're all about the cast and this is what's really interesting anyone that you thought they forgot they bring in so let's for instance it's not one of my favourite guys but I will bring in Chuck Norris who came up in Expendables 2 so these are the stuff anyone that you thought was missing in the world of action they come along but let's go with Expendables 1 Sylvester Stallone Arnold Schwarzenegger Bruce Willis always those are your core three the holy trinity terms, yeah, the holy trinity of action movies followed by Jason Statham Dolph Lundgren Terry Crews Jet Li Randy Couture and Steve Austin Jesus that, that's, a, that's a powerful list so, you forgot one Eric Roberts Yes, Eric Roberts is in there. He does belong there. He does belong there. Fair juice, fair juice. Um, not, um, yeah, not so much of an action star for me, but no. I went for the, I just went for the, the core of the action there. But yes, Eric is definitely there in terms of ensemble cast. So these are the the guys you sent to go and blow shit up. Really, is the is the best way to define it. It's okay. I know you have the, the, the passion of seeing um, Randy Couture take out Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. UFC <laughs> over WWE. Oh, yeah. While I, time, while yeah. The Expendables. Yeah, they're just a, a, a team of mercenaries going out to take out the bad guys. I think that that's just the nutshell of it. You don't need more than that. Y- yeah, that is exactly like, where I go. That is exactly it's guys who you at. know can kick ass, give it an R-rated license, yeah. go and blow shit up and go and make it look really Brutal, and here's quite a good soundtrack on top of it all. Exactly, exactly. The only thing that slightly hurts me, and I think why Expendables makes number 10. It, one, I think it came at a time where these guys are now doing it more for the... I'm not going to say more... Yeah, I will say more for the money because they yeah, are... Man's got to eat. Exactly, they still got to eat. And that's nothing wrong. It's your job. We all work. It's just that, could you imagine how big it would have been back in the time when these guys were in their prime? God, when they don't, were the names of don't. it. If we had more of Schwarzenegger than Well, you we got do. him in too. We, yeah. True, fair enough, that is it. But I think I went for number one as well as the fact that you bring in Chuck Norris and everything. It was the first time that these guys are together. Yeah, yeah, it's the and wild that, that, It was that wild fact of it's actually been done. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually been done. And that's why I went for Expendables 1. But let's call it, because it's not on your list, the Expendables franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's the No, 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 pick ones. All right, no, you all right, cool. Stick your guns. Yeah, I'm Pun Expendables <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Do you know what got me about the Expendables, right? Was that, of all of them, the one that shone for me the brightest was Jason. Yes! Jason kicked yes. ass in Expendables yeah, 1. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... I like Jason in the right capacity. I much prefer him as the gangster than the action star, but he kicked but he, ass. He, but this is it, this is it. You know, he, he has a background in fighting and he definitely yeah. showed it. Which I suppose is why, because everyone else is an actor. You know, yeah, he, he wouldn't be what you would call an artiste of sorts. No, exactly, exactly. So he, he stuck to fuck mentality, if you would. But he, yeah, he yeah, really he nailed it. He really delivered. So yeah, that's my number Is ten. Is this the only time Eric Roberts appears on your list? No. Uh huh. Okay, carry on. No. Oh, you forgot Mickey Rourke, by the way. Mickey Rourke. Was he? Yes, he was in number oh, one. Yes, he was. Mickey yes, Rourke. yes, 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 yes. Indeed. Who also is on my list at some point. Cool. Good to know. Okay. Number that nine. Number nine. Ah, Jason Statham returns. No, oh, really? Go on. Yes. <laughs> Expendables too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have been like, oh shit, you just said it's not there. <laughs> um, 
I've gone for Fast 7. Again, great shout. Oh, going action heavy, AJ. I like it. Uh, yeah. Do you know Fast 7 is... Uh, it's not necessarily my favourite of the Fast and Furious franchise. Nope, Fast right? 5. Too fast. But when you look at the, the term of ensemble cast, mm. Fast 7 was there. You know, all right, people walk up. Um, oh, partway gone and, you know, left us partway in that film. But let's have a look at this list in this movie. On that note, there's going to be a lot of rest in pieces on this. Like, I've gone through, I don't know about you, but I don't there's a lot so of actors many. who have passed away on my list. Like, lots. It shocked me. Lots, lots, lots. So, yeah. Indeed, all right, rest in peace, Paul Walker, and maximum respect to James Wan, because that was a beautiful send-off he was given at the end. It was absolutely lovely. But yeah, you were saying the cast. Yes, here we go. So, here we go. In the cast, Paul Walker, mm-hmm. R.I.P., Vin Diesel, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Tyrese, Chris Ludacris Bridges, Natalie Emmanuel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jason Statham, Kurt Russell, Gal Gadot, Tony Jaa, Ronda Rousey, Digimon Honsu. Have I missed anyone? I'm not that I can think of. I think. Uh, did I say Jason know. Statham? You did. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, you have. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Yeah. There we go. Helen so, Mirren. Yeah. No. Helen Mirren. No, she was in Fate of the Fate, Fate of so the Furious. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's no way I could forget. No, that. you're quite right. Yeah. Sorry. So there we are. And Luke Evans was in Fate of the Furious. No, he was there. He was there at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. He, he touched. He touched upon. Um, so this was the car. I mean, again. To me, again, going through it, there are you can pick different parts of it. And Fast and the Furious has kind of, sh- I believe, shied away from the cars and gone into the cast. And this film, for <laughs> me, has shown that Shifted it's an ensemble. Gear. Yeah, but it, it, it's that un- it's that ensemble. Yeah, that has become a franchise. Oh, hundred percent. It's fully there. Some of them, you may argue that okay, take away Fast and the Furious. What's the last good movie Tyrese has done? But it, you know, I'm not okay, Tyrese. You may actually catch this, and I know you and The Rock have got beef at the moment. I don't want you having beef with me as well. It goes the same way with Ludacris, you know. And Natalie Emmanuel's more small screen than big screen, yeah. But that is an ensemble cast that you know 100%. people are running to, 100%. and that's the one. Okay, your Fast Five. What I, you know, for me, Fast Four was really good because you brought the cast from. You brought the old the cast and the new cast yeah, yeah. together. It's that. But by the time you put the addition, by the time you've had The Rock, by the time you had Jason Statham, you know, Natalie Jason Emmanuel. saved that. Uh, sorry, not Jason. The Rock saved that franchise as far I as I believe I'm he concerned. has. And again, no disrespect. And this is why now that you've got the Hobbs and Deckard um, spin off coming. Yeah, not sure about that. But I don't know see. where it goes, but you know it's two of the most powerful. I, again, Vin Diesel was the face of Fast and the Furious. It's The Rock. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm gonna. Some people are gonna hate me on this, but the, what's the what's the last what's the last good thing that Vin's not that Fast guy? Eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just that you know. Okay, we can say Groot. Do you know what? Hashtag he wasn't there. I done it. Would you believe me? You never know. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a yeah. long hashtag, <laughs> isn't it? Just but yeah, I believe the, the the power of the ensemble and the fact that it was Paul Walker's last movie makes me want to go fast. Seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I didn't think I'd break down in that movie because you know I've never had the world's bit. Yeah, I've always liked Paul Walker, um, but I've never sort of been like, oh, Paul Walker movies out. Go see that. I did. I did. Wasn't aware how much I liked Paul Walker. That way, he was sent off at the end. I was not the only one in the cinema who shed a tear. Yeah, it was. They hit it so right with yeah. the song, the way they both the forked off in the road. There's a goodbye. It was beautiful. It I was think so. And then the four Paul. It yeah. was like oh, it was beautiful. Be- and that montage of all the films. That was um, stunning. It was really good. What 
I also liked is the fact that there are parts his brother done, there are parts that are CG, but they've said they're not going to disclose it. Just enjoy the movie for what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I appreciate. I think that's for full credit to them. It, it was there. I think the music video kind of killed that fork at the end. You know, had you not known that... Had the music video... I hadn't seen it prior, so I was right. right. So there you are. You're, you're quite lucky on that. I literally so it kinda, stayed ignorant it, to it. It desensitized me, partly. And the Wiz Khalifa in... Um, Anyway. Yeah, moving on. When I see you again, that's the one. Yeah, so moving on. Okay, so that was my number nine. Number eight. Number eight. <laughs> number eight. A Quentin Tarantino fest. Ooh, oh, here movies. we go, here we go. We might be punting. Do you know, I was torn between two. Of course. And I, 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 I went with this one just on sheer number. Pulp Fiction. It's not a punt. Okay, okay, now, uh, you see Pulp Fiction, this was my first real experience of Quentin Tarantino. Same. Right, and this Same is what man. I love. And the pairing of Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta is amazing. Bruce Willis, actually, let me run through the cast and then Please we'll do, through. please do. John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman, Bruce Willis, Tim Roth, Harvey Keitel, Rosanna Arquette, Christopher Walken, Vin Rames, Steve Buscemi, and of course, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Real taste, and I would be. I, I shouldn't have watched Pulp Fiction when I did because I wasn't fifteen. But it, it well, captures it's an eighteen-rated movie. Is it eighteen? Yeah. So it, I was even more illegal in terms of watching it, but I got a chance of watching it. Can what? you explain what Pulp Fiction is as a movie? What is the narrative of the film? Oh Jesus! What what the plot is? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Deep breath. This is the so point. I would say it's a gangster film set in a. I mean, it's very rooted in reality, isn't it? I would say it's a gangster film rooted in '90s uh, Los Angeles, and it's about inter. This is the best I can do. It's about interconnecting stories of a boxer who betrays a gangster who is directly interlinked with uh, people who go after a briefcase, who get drawn into the boxer story, and who end up in a diner at the end where everything comes to a head. I would say that Tarantino does very well what Nolan does in a lot of his movies, which is he plays with the elasticity of time. That's yeah. the best I could sum up Pulp, fi- pulp Fiction. But that there is exactly why. Because if I had to describe Pulp Fiction to anyone, my best thing would be just watch it. Because you've given the best explanation you possibly can. And in terms and of that... And I've struggled. Yeah, it takes a deep breath. It, yeah, like, yeah. Right, it's about each scene... Each segment, if you will, I'm not even going to say scene, I'll say segment or narrative. Each story is fantastic. The way they're interweaved is good. Mm. But to make it a, this film is about, I can't do. So that's why you've done as well as you can, and that's why it's as low as it is. If I had to sort of categorise it, you know how, like, you know, action comedy, blah, 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 I'd say gangster comedy. Yes. That would be as close as I could get to categorising Pulp Fiction. Right. And if you wanted a reason for watching it, it breaks all movie conventions like the rule 101 of making a movie is you make a movie about movement it's a story through movement Pulp Fiction just takes a shit on that it's like there's zero movement it's scenes in cars it's scenes around restaurant tables it's scenes around bedsides you know there's very little movement but that breaks the convention because the writing in this movie is so damn good yeah yeah Exactly, exactly that. Um, we will be talking a bit more Tarantino because I'm very sure, I'm very sure it's on your list. Twice, 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 twice. Cool. There are oh, there are two. There are two. There, there are, are a few, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah Pretty yeah. much all of Tarantino's movies are ensembles. Powerful, powerful ensembles, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Um, I left them. Okay. 
This is in the world of comedy. It's not the most hilarious, but it caught me. And it's one of those. Like, it's very similar to yeah, Pulp Fiction. Different stories that all come together at the end. All right. I'm going to name the cast first. Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, Kevin Bacon, Marissa Tomei. Uh, is this Crazy Stupid Love? It is indeed. This is a good movie. This is a very good movie. And it nearly... I had to twist because there's another love-based film that I nearly went with in, co- in, in that comedy base. Is there? Yeah, this is what I thought, so I thought we'll, we'll leave Oh, it is this the one you were thinking? Yeah, I, I, was like, I was like, which of one? Of course which one's that. It, it, it's in my honourables and I know you're going to have it for sure. Of course it's right. that. Crazy Stupid Love. I, I really like this one because I think it just shows you, more than anything, you have Mr. Slick... And Mr. Non-Slick. <laughs> and in a nutshell. Mr. Non-Slick. So Crazy Stupid Love talks of Steve Carell as a, a man. It's also mm-hmm. the first time Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell were in a film together. The next and one being, we've seen it together, movie about the Wall Street crash. Yes, yes. Big, big, easy. Big short. The big, the big short. Big short. <gasps> but how dare I forget? How Ryan dare Gosling and Emma Stone. La yep. La Land. La La Land. Hey. <laughs> Hey. You see, big movies. Yeah, wow! So that film has birthed a few, mm-hmm. <laughs> a few Oscar nominees. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Carell as a man who goes through, I can only believe, a midlife crisis after his wife decides she's going to leave him after a Bitch. affair with David Linhagen. You will hear that name a hundred times once you've watched the film. Um, yeah, and he—it's how he deals with it um, a, a later, a, a later, later years in life, and how he deals with it. And yeah. along comes Ryan Gosling, who shows him how to be Mr. Suave and how to attract the ladies. I, I'm only going to touch on that because how it all links together after is just amazing. There are little other plot stories in there. The twist um, at the end made me go, whoa! <laughs> I loved it, I loved it. There's, there's a bit of teen romance in there, which we've all had, um, mm-hmm. being a younger guy and looking at the older ladies. Not too much older, but it's all, it's all in there. Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. There's nothing wrong with that at all, but so many, the way it all comes together, you're like, oh my, there are so many... <gasps> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shock moments in there, but I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. So that's why I went with that one over. I'm sure the one you picked. So those are my. It's good that you know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> my number ten, then, guys, over to me. I have a Indeed. feeling that we're going to be punting right off the bat. Good. My number ten is the Avengers. Punt. Had <laughs> <No> a feeling. <laughs> my number nine. We might also be punting. The usual suspects. No. No. What? I, I, it's on the honourables, so go. Okay, so starring Kevin Spacey, and yes, lots of controversy, but still a great actor. Kevin Spacey, Gabriel Byrne, Chaz Palminteri, Stephen Baldwin, Benicio Del Toro, Kevin Polak, and Pete Postlethwaite. Possibly the best crime thriller I've ever seen. Done in the vein of an indie, directed by Brian Singer, with... Yeah, one of, you know, one of the greatest Hollywood villains ever. Like, ever. And you never see him. Yeah. And that's what makes him so damn powerful. Yeah. The story of a heist gone oh so very <laughs> wrong. And again, it plays with the elasticity of time. So in, in the one part you're following along with Kevin Spacey's... Because... Kevin Spacey essentially plays a um, guy called Verbal Kint, and he's a member of a ragtag group of, again, mercenaries. Funny, we both had mercenaries yeah. in our top spots. In our, in bottom our spot, bottom yeah. spots, rather. Um, and what you're seeing is a two-pronged story. One with Kevin Spacey sitting in a police station being interviewed by Chaz Palminteri about how the heist went down, and the other seeing how the heist actually went down. And the way they both culminate <laughs> and come together at the end will leave you with, I jest you not, the biggest 
twist <laughs> and holy shit moment, holy shit moment, possibly ever put to screen. Agreed. And Agreed. the people who are like, I saw that coming, you liars. <laughs> <laughs> it is a plot twist. You liars. And the, um, the flip side on the other people and the other people who were like, well, that plot didn't stick. That twist didn't make sense. You're dumb. It makes complete sense. When you rewatch this movie, and that's very judgmental on my part, so I do apologize, but it's a judgment I stand by. If you rewatch that movie, and it is infinitely rewatchable, you yeah, watch it again yeah. and again and again and again, there are so many little details that you pick up. Again, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to throw away what the yeah, details are. It's one are. of those things. Avoid I'll throw one out there because it's one that people often don't notice the gold lighter. Yeah. It's there for the whole movie, and you're like, yeah. how did I not notice that? <laughs> yeah, good point, good point. Yeah, yeah. and th- little things like that. It's so clever, it is so well made, and it leaves you breathless at the end. Agreed. You almost instantly want to rewatch it. It's a movie that leaves its mark on you, man. My number eight, AJ. Do you know, I, do you know what I think of when I think of Christmas? Ah, the one that would have been my number seven. Indeed. Yes, Love Actually. Love Actually. I think of Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, Laura Linney, Bill Nye, Colin Firth, Emma Save Thompson, the best last, please. Martin Freeman, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Andrew Lincoln. Okay, I'm going to say Rowan Atkinson, Billy Bob Thornton, Shannon Elizabeth, Denise Richards, rest in peace, Alan Rickman, and for AJ, best to last, Kira Knightley. The one and only. AJ has a thing for Kieran Eilish. Oh, I do, I do. That's, that's a... This oh, movie's beautiful. It's so wonderful. Yeah. It's about people and families and friends being honest with each other, coming together at Christmas, finding cheer in the holiday season to do things that they wouldn't otherwise have the courage to do. And it's... it's Some stuff that are pretty tough to deal with at that time of yeah. year as well, actually. Oh, yeah. And it's heartwarming. It's wonderful and it's so relatable. Every single yeah. one of those love stories, even if you haven't lived it personally, is presented in a way where it is so understandable and it's so honest. It's so, it's got, it, it just it's has such integrity in its delivery. You know, it really, really just warms your heart. It does, and it has a what, what I love about these ensemble cast movies like this, along with pop fiction. This one's obviously a narrative you can follow a lot easier. Many small stories, but the way it all comes together, yeah, it's, end, it's, it's very warming. It's very warming, and um, it, it just touches you, and it makes you think the next time you go into an airport. Yeah, Hugh Grant was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You know, yeah. And speaking of Hugh Grant, if you're still not sold, then it sounds like oh, a Christmas rom com. Okay, expand your horizons, people. But let me now just, you know go fishing with you all. Hugh Grant is the Prime Minister doing a worst dance in history in Downing Street. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's worth that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Love Actually is one of my favourite films, actually. I love it. Um, I... I think the madness of because it's a romantic comedy which uh, I don't know if you could call Crazy Stupid Love a romantic comedy as well 100% it's a romantic comedy it's a comedy yeah but the romance isn't as, as it's not as heartwarming as yeah, but it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, and uh, that's what it was. I think Crazy Stupid Love just got me in terms of the laughter as well. There's oh, yeah. more laughter in there. There's a lot of mad scenes in Love Actually that the more I think of it, and this is why I was saying to you, I'm going to stick with it. I nearly brought Love Actually back in and swapped it with Crazy Stupid so Love. Because there were so many crazy scenes of yeah. laughter in there. Oh, yeah. But 
when I knew, I, I just knew it had to make your list, and I thought, no, nah, crazy stupid love, love had to make like, yeah, it's another one worth mentioning. Oh so. yeah, but I'm, I am torn between the two. My number seven, I have a feeling we're punting again. Ocean's Eleven, punt, punt, punt. Right. Should we go back over to your number six then? Okay, yes. There you put this. At, I can understand. I can understand. <laughs> How dare I put this at number ten? It nearly didn't make the list. Wait. Do you know? Do you know what? When I was toying, I nearly took it out as well. But there were some honourables. I just you'll see my reason behind it later as to why it's there. But yes, let's go with the Avengers. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Samuel L. Jackson, Stellan Skarsgård, Tom Hiddleston, Kobe Smulders, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paul Bettany, and Powers Booth. The greatest comic book movie ever made. Oh, I've, I've rubbed him up the wrong way. I don't know if you've rubbed me up the wrong way. But based on the law of comic book, mm-hmm. not based on the origin of comic book, yes. Yes. And that is why I, that's why it made the list. Oh god, yeah. Being the comic book geek that I am, this is why. And there will be another comic book movie coming up later on. I will, uh, I will mention one that. One for me too, but it's not what you think. Alright, yeah. I'm, not, I'm pretty sure I think I know what yours is, but if it be Avengers, I'm very shocked. But anyway. Yeah, going back. This was the culmination of everything we've ever dreamed of as a fan of comic book and movies. Let's be honest. Over the years, we saw Batman. We saw Superman. We saw Spider-Man. We saw Fantastic Four. We saw X-Men. <laughs> this created a universe. Yeah. Now, thank I'm not you, gonna... Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I... Thank you, Marvel. No, no. Thank you, Robert yeah, Downey. Yeah. If Iron Man doesn't work, this doesn't exist. True. True, I will give you that, I will give you that. And they brought all these powerful characters, because individually they are strong movies. Oh yeah. And you bring the the main guy from each of those films and slap them together. More to the point, okay, there are secondary characters from Iron Man. Yes. But you've brought them together and it is very plausible. Not only is it very plausible, but you want to talk about getting your value for money in the cinema. I cannot remember since I was maybe six years old watching Jurassic Park having as good a time as I did with the Avengers. Man, that scene, that fight in New York is one of the greatest things that has ever been put on screen. The action, the fun, the edge of your seat, how breathless it was, the way the camera, that continuous pan shot from one hero to the next, to the next, to the next. It was like, stop, what am I watching? That is the moment for me. Now, don't get me wrong. It's that come together moment. The, the fight in New York, I'm not gonna knock. I'm not gonna say that. But let's be honest. You know when you look at any other individual action movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or any of those movies? You face your villain. Captain America faces the Red Skull. Um, Iron Man faces whatever that iron piece of thing was that Kurt Russell. Was it Kurt Russell? No, no it wasn't Kurt Russell. Uh, no, um, it was Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels, sorry, that's the one. So you, you, you get what I'm saying? You, you face your enemy. This one. Alright, Loki gets his rear handed to him by one member of the Avenger, but do you get what I'm Great saying? God. <laughs> that's the, the that's my main thing. But I love the way it came together. Not the way not just the way it came together. That shot. That shot that, that shot. That minute, that, sh- that one constant minute of uncut footage panning from one Avenger to the other. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean and I'm not just blowing the whole movie out of proportion for that one movie. The way they made Finally, made the Hulk like Jekyll and Hyde. Finally, they did him properly. Number five. I think this, we might be punting, because I've got a Phoenix on your list, and I've got a Phoenix higher. The Departed. Nope, didn't make the list. Oh, wow, okay. Right, here we go, The Departed. Bro, I'm telling you, this is what I'm saying, my list is strong. Did it make honourables? Nope. 
Wow, okay. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson, Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen, Alec Baldwin, Roy Winston, and Anthony Anderson, amongst others. Um, but that's the strong part of the casting. Yeah, and Vera Farmiga, please. Vera Farmiga, indeed, yes. How dare you leave her off? My apologies. Oh, My apologies. I love Vera. What I loved, yes, rightfully so. <laughs> rightfully yeah. So. What I loved about The Departed was it's to me a double double cross. You have the gangster, it's the film of the police sending an undercover agent to enter a gangster family. Yeah. And then you've got the The gangsters gangsters. sending one of their own to enter the police world. Who they've been training up since a kid. Yeah, exactly. And then it comes together that both sides discover there's a leak, and it's how do you handle this? (laughs) And And who the leak is, you're like, wasn't waiting for that one to happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I... yeah, that's that's the film without going into any spoiler. Yeah, that is the film without going into any spoiler. Powerful performances from everybody mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah. It, Jack it, Nicholson reminded the world why he's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very strong shout. Actually, yeah. that's a very strong shout. God, he was good in that. Yeah, that, that's the best I've seen Jack for years in a while. Scorsese doesn't make bad movies. At least he didn't until. The one recently, which was Silence. I don't know what he did there. But no, Scorsese, in working in Scorsese's workshop with Scorsese's cast... Say Scorsese again, Nick. Um, (laughs) No, it was great. Absolutely great. Based off, a lot of people don't know, an even better movie, a Chinese movie called Infernal Affairs. The Departed, people. Yes, For all the people out there who say, oh, don't do remakes. The Departed's a remake. Yeah, I have heard that. The Departed is indeed a remake. But got Scorsese the Oscar, which I'm happy about. Yes. Finally. Yes, yes. What is your number four? Oh, This is where we mention that DC... You say DC can't make good movies? Are we punting? Well, say the name and I'll tell you. The Dark Knight. It's not on the list. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> the reason it's not on the list... You remember I was telling you before off-air that I know you're going to put it in there? Yeah. I know it's going to be in there for you, so I'm not putting it on. I, it was one of those. And funny enough, when we discussed, we didn't mention it. We, did, we, 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 don't, we never disclosed, but we're like, this is on your list, isn't it, kind of thing. And you gave me the reminder. Yeah. And once the reminder came in... Of course. I, I was like, <laughs> of course. Of and, course. And it nearly didn't. It nearly didn't, because I went... For, Until you remember is, the cast. Exactly. Let's, now, let's go with this cast. And, let's go and with I'm this going to bring cast. into the fact why... Right, here we go. Let's go with the cast first. Go with the let's, cast. let's go with the cast. Christian Bell, Heath Ledger, Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. Killian, Killian, I apologize. Do you know I always say Cillian and I read Cillian? I don't know why that yeah. happened. I've always said Cillian Murphy. Aaron Eckhart, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Eric Roberts, Michael J. White. Awesome. A very, very powerful cast. Now. So Eric Roberts was on your list again. <laughs> yes, Eric Roberts was on my list. And this that is, was where I wanted it from. Yeah, this cool. is it. Now, here, here we go. Why did I take this? And this is why I, said, I, I paused earlier. If we made Batman a vigilante a la Punisher style, or a private detective, right? Yeah. This film would be just as good. Correct. And that's why I, I agreed with you on the basis of... A purest yes. comic book yeah. movie. That's where The Avengers takes it. 100%. And we're talking about a movie. One. As a movie, possibly The Dark Knight. Exactly. And now... Every, I was going to say everyone on that list, but most people on that list of that cast is Oscar worthy. 
Most, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely, um, definitely. <coughs> Michael J. White. <laughs> Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. That was the other one I was going to bring up. All the others, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Very powerful cast. They deliver together. And the fact that it's, it, it, it's comic book based shows you the evolution of comic books as well. Comic it shows book you the fucking genius of Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, if they say you, you, you gave your life for a performance, that was Heath Ledger. You did say Joker. Heath Ledger, didn't I you? Did. Yeah, second, oh, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. out there, right? Not, yeah, I mean, made the movie, you know. And as I say, performance of a lifetime. You gave your, he literally gave his life for the performance. Yeah, and yeah. sadly, so again, R.I.P. Another one to um, Heath on that one. My number six. Have you got any more Tarantino? No. Okay, so this is my first Tarantino, Reservoir Dogs. I still wanted to. It had to be that. Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Steve Buscemi, Michael Madsen, Chris Penn, rest in peace. Yes, indeed. Lawrence Tierney, Eddie Bunker, and Quentin Tarantino. What a movie! Yeah, yeah. Do you know, it's one of those films, right? You can, when you first start, you're like, what's going on, what's going on? And when you start to get, again, it's, it's the ultimate whodunit, you know? Yeah. But in the crime world of whodunit. But you watch it again and you pick up and the the details that Tarantino has put into this. Yeah. And I've gone back and watched it through the prism through a new and see I'm seeing it through a new prism now. That opening scene. They reveal who the rat is in the opening scene. Yeah. They reveal in the opening scene and they pepper it with detail throughout who's what. Yeah. You know the whole Mr. Bland, shoot this prick. And you just hit, yeah, he does, just does that little pew with his fingers. Even in that moment, you see this guy's fucking unstable. <laughs> you see he's unstable. Yeah. Now, it's brilliant. It's, again, it's another, it's another heist movie. It's a movie, again, about a heist that goes very, very wrong. So, Eddie Bunker, um, who, who plays Joe, basically gets together a ragtag group of not mercenaries I'd say criminals yeah, yeah criminals yeah, yeah. literally they're not mercenaries they're just criminals yeah. gets them all in a room no one's allowed to give uh, to, to say their name they're all given names like Mr. Blonde Mr. Pink Mr. Blue Mr. Brown all based on colours Mr. Yeah. White all based on colours there was an argument about who wanted to be Mr. Black that was a good scene <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ultimately they get sent to do this bank job we never actually see the heist you just see the aftermath of it and how it goes oh so very very wrong and like with pretty much all of Tarantino's movies, the soundtrack. Yeah, oh, yeah, dearie yeah. me, what a soundtrack. Everything from Steeler's Wheel stuck in the middle to looking back on the track, a little green Stuck in the middle, that's the cast. But guys, I promise you, once you've seen this movie, you will never be able to unsee it when you are listening to Stuck in the Middle. Yeah. Every time you hear that song, this the scene in the movie where that song plays will come to your mind. Yeah. It's brutal, it's gory, it's as indie as you like it's gritty the performances are stellar it, it's it launched Tarantino yeah and some would argue not myself I swing more towards Pulp but a lot of people would argue that this is his finest work yeah I prefer Pulp yeah yeah I, do you know what it's one of those things that depends on what day you catch me on you know sure it really does but again Pulp Fiction made my list this I think so. is a better put together movie it is, it is. but it is, it's also less demanding in its execution True. Pulp's a much harder movie to but again, put you together. can follow the narrative on this. Again, yeah. much easier than you can on Pulp. So, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 I oh, yeah, Pulp, it. you get halfway through and you're like, hang on, what? 
yeah, what happened? Like, yeah, it throws you. But it just comes together at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, all <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Right, so that was my number six. My number five, I know for a fact, isn't going to be on your list. But I also know for a fact, unless you pull something out your ass, this movie has got the strongest cast on my list and on yours. Like, nothing's going to top this. Cool. This is a who's who of Hollywood. It's a war movie called The Bridge Too Far. No. Okay. Hear this for a cast. Dirk Bogard. James Kahn. Michael Caine. Sean Connery, Elliot Gould, Gene Hackman, Anthony Hopkins, Laurence Olivier, Robert Redford, Colin Farrell, and John Ratzenberger. How's that for a cast? How's that for a cast? That's strong. You don't get better than that. That is strong. You do not get better than that. That is strong. So a bridge too far is... So, little backstory. It's a war movie about Operation Market Garden. For those of you, quick history lesson, for those of you who don't know what Operation Market Garden is, Operation Market Garden sets play is, uh, it takes place after the D-Day landings in Normandy. So this is, the Allies have already got their big victory, like you've seen in some other war movies, and essentially the Germans are being pushed back. Now, the problem is that the Germans are retreating faster than the Allies can advance. Okay. okay, so the Allies are getting running short on supplies the more they advance. And they're attacking on two fronts. You've got General Patton with the US troops coming from the south, and you've got General Montgomery coming from the north. And all of the Allied forces are deciding who are they going to support with, you know, sending supplies, because they don't have enough for both of them. They make, well, it's not a mistake, because Monty was an amazing general for those who know their history, but they decide to support Montgomery. And he comes up with a one of the worst military blunders in history. He decides to go through Holland. Okay, smart idea, go through the north. He decides that the way he's going to cut off the German lines is to take all of the bridges there. Bridges at Eindhoven, at Arnhem. Smart idea. But the way he's going to do this is to drop 39,000 paratroopers in broad daylight. (laughs) And it ends up being... A blunder. Yeah. It was post D Day and it turns into a shit fest. I can imagine. I can imagine. When you. If you heard the giggle, please, I'm not that insensitive. It's more of the. What were you thinking? It's just the way you broke it down that movie. That was a big mistake. But that is how it's broken down. Like, obviously, the movie masks the fact that it's that simple. You know, there's a lot of factors at play here. There's a lot of military tactics to go into this, but that is ultimately what it comes down to. You decided to drop 40,000 people in broad daylight. Done. again, Again, though, without being in that position. You have to wonder what makes someone go for that judgment call. On a serious when you look at actual history and it being actual factual and not just a script, yeah. that's a judgment call that's not easy to make, yeah. but you made it for a reason. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult to judge. And it's, it's fascinating to watch, you know, the Allies who are on an absolute roll after their victories in Normandy just taking, you know, it's literally one step forward and two steps back. And a lot of people argue that it's what let the war carry on for so long after 1944. You know, it went on for another fucking year. Mm. That's a lot of people dying. So my number four. My number four. It's a big one. It's the other comic book movie I've got on here. Go. Turn down the right corner of this city and you can find just about anything. Sin City. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Do you know what it is? I yeah, okay. No, 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 no. But bear with me, bear with me. 
It's not that I go for mainstream comic book stars because I really enjoyed the film. I love the film, actually. Of course, it's one I of love the, the coolest film. movies ever made. Uh, yeah. Do you know what it is? You know when you're oversold on hype and the, that first impression, I, the, the, the hype behind it didn't match my expectation. J- just to a degree. But the film is... is, is so top stylish. Class. It's top class. You but how about this for a cast? Please do. Again. Two, rest, do. In, two rest in pieces on his head. Mickey Rourke. In the performance of a lifetime. Clive Owen. Bruce Willis. Jessica Alba. Devin Aoki. Powers Booth. Rosario Dawson. Benicio Del Toro. Michael Clark Duncan. Rest in peace. Josh Hartnett. Rutger Hauer. Jamie King. Michael Madsen. Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace. And Elijah Wood. Now that is strong. Yeah. That's serious. That is a serious cast. Sorry, I've just had a penny drop. Is that the only time Elijah Wood's on your list? Nope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> penny has dropped. The penny drop. Yeah. Okay. Penny has dropped. Not only is he on my list, he's also on an honourable. Okay. He's on here a few times, young Elijah. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. This, this, based off of the amazing Frank Miller graphic novels... Um, part of the Sin City collection, but it's it, it's a load of it, he. They bring in three separate novels, and for the life of me, I can't remember which ones they are. Um, but three novels that intertwine, much like in Pulp Fiction, the stories intertwine. Each character, the three main characters, hands down, are Mickey Rourke, Clive Owen, and Bruce Willis. It's their yeah, three stories. For sure, for sure. Mickey Rourke's, I would say, is by far the strongest. Um, in the opening scene but it's it's a noir movie Jamie King is a femme fatale and it's about oh, trying to overthrow corruption in the most corrupt place in the world where you don't know who's your enemy who's your friend and your friends are trying to stab you on a good day that's that's Sin City and, and it is the, shot, the, the way it's shot black that and is, white yeah, that is exactly what with little say. bits of colour it feels straight out of the comics yeah it is it's literally a comic book talking to you it, it is literally stunning is. Right, guys, we've now got to the point where we're both in our top three and we're going to trade one apiece. AJ, what's your number three? Okay, number three. I don't know if this one's made your list. Go on. 007. Which one? Goldeneye. Didn't make the list. Okay. Yes, Goldeneye, Pierce Brosnan, Dame Judi Dench, Sean Bean, Famke Jensen, Alan Jensen, I knew I was going to get that wrong, Alan Cummins, Robbie Coltrane, Mini Driver. It's Mini Driver, isn't it? She is. She play. I'm trying to remember the character, but she is in it. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. it's a great movie. I'm not sure it's deserving of being that high up given the cast. Yeah. Good movie. Um, I think this is more of a personal nostalgia touch. That's cool. Yeah. Um, go That's with the, cool. By far my favorite Bond movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. And uh-huh. Bond being by the, the way, franchise. We are fist bumping. <laughs> indeed. Indeed, we are there. Um, Bond being the franchise that it is, and to have a landmark one, which wasn't based on the originals. No. Funny enough, this is there. And yes, we we both agree that Sean Connery is, but created Bond as we say, but Brosnan perfected it. Oh yes. yes. And this is where it is. Daniel like, Gray can go and do one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to argue with you on that one. Cause Although Skyfall was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, this delivered, and it was so... In a, we were in the era of, okay, Bond, and there were so many different changes yeah. from the original that were like, yeah. okay, how, how are we going to reintroduce Bond? Pierce Brosnan took it perfectly. Jane oh. G- Judy Dench is... Um, M. M. M, yeah. You know, like, M's going to be a woman. <laughs> 
two bloody right hands yeah. going to be a woman and it, how it was, well did that work it worked everyone was like I remember all the outcry it can't work but it's she like, yeah, nailed well, it just... and the, the, the narrative of it all which is very interesting is the fact that we know James Bond is 007 what happens to any 00 before that are they all dead no 006 Sean Bean who his everyone believes yeah everyone believes was, you know yeah it was to be his best friend and they're working together and it worked so well and then god that was yeah. A, that, yeah yeah didn't it work well when yeah. the two of them were together it, exactly the chemistry was amazing it's one of those we, you, there's age but you may have missed the film but uh, that's the touch of it all and the cast are really str- I mean everyone you look at there when you think of it again like you had Alan Cummins back then it was like oh, I recognise him from a couple of TV shows yeah, yeah. he's moved on to a load of stuff of course Famke Janssen yeah she's huge yeah, yeah, everyone knows yeah. Famke Janssen but that that is a stand-up Bond movie powerful cast and yeah again now that you say I think it's nostalgia that made it reach where it has um number three you asked me if Elijah was on my list again at number three though okay yeah interesting mate the top two I don't pff, I, no I couldn't put this above the top two um the penny has dropped indeed AJ because number three is the Lord of the Rings yes and specifically I am going to be specific here the I Fellowship of the Ring I think of all of well before I go into it here's the cast and it's just, and it's pretty awesome Elijah Wood Sean Astin Viggo Mortensen Ian McKellen Kate Blanchett Hugo Weaving Orlando Bloom John Rhys Davies and Sean Bean yeah ah so Sean, Sean, Sean Bean Sean Bean dying again <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sean's good at dying this movie changed cinema yes this movie changed cinema yeah it made practical and special effects blends together in a way that had never been done before it was filmed on a scale the likes of which had never been done before shooting three movies all at the same time for the sake of the actors being able to best embody the characters setting up its own production company setting up its uh, you know building a country effectively it created a fucking country it used New Zealand yeah. as the actual yeah, yeah, foundation yeah. obviously but it built it a did, world did, yeah. um Oh, and I forgot bloody Christopher Lee. Rest in peace. Oh, my days. Rest in peace, Christopher Lee. Of course he's on there. R.I.P. indeed. Oh, God. Um, God, people are going to be screwing. Where's Christopher Lee? He's there. Um, Look, the movie based off of J.R.R. Tolkien's epics, and they can only be described as epic in scope, scale, and in actual physical size. Um, Set in Middle Earth, it's the classic fantasy story of good versus evil. All of these different races, like the hobbits, the elves, the dwarves, the men of, uh, and the men. And essentially, it's about this one ring of power that belonged to a dark overlord called Sauron. If he gets his hands on this ring, the whole world will fall into shadow and be overthrown. So it's tasked with a halfling, a.k.a. a hobbit, and his group of merry hobbits to take this ring and throw it into the fires from whence it came. And to get from one end of the map to the other... They go through literal hell, fire, and brimstone. It is epic in every sense of the word. The action set pieces, the music, the way it was shot, the dialogue, the way it embodies the book so accurately. That is, yeah, those are factual facts. And it is, and of the three movies, I think The Fellowship is the best put together. 
And it's okay. also the one where all the ensemble are actually together, yes. not all over the show. I will give that to you. I will give that to you indeed, sir. Yeah, there's not much to say against I don't think there's much to add. What's your number two? So number two will be Ocean's Eleven. Okay. That's what we're going with. We can talk about it. It's my number seven. Yeah, and you'll see my honourables, which is rightfully number two, but I'll explain later. Okay, Ocean's Eleven, going in for a cast. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, Matt Damon, Casey Affleck, Bernie Mac, Elliot Gould, Andy Garcia, Scott Kahn, and Don Cheadle. I got them all, yeah. Yeah. Haven't missed anyone. Perfect. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I I didn't miss anyone on that. It's the... To me, this was a... is this my first ones? No, Pulp Fiction was my first ensemble movie. But this one is where the cast are all together, very much like the Avengers. They've all come together. You've got a, a Danny Ocean, who is George Clooney. Just after, <laughs> I don't want to spot. No, it's actually quite easy on, early on in the film. So, Andy Garcia has taken his wife, who is Julia Roberts, yeah. and because of that, Andy Garcia being the guy who practically owns Las Vegas. Yeah, three three casinos. Is that correct? He owns three casinos. Um, George Clooney brings together the band based off mainly the rest of the cast and he robs he plans to rob oh may I add Lennox Lewis or Vladimir Klitschko yeah I know and for the third time in this this may I add heist movie yes yes a heist movie it's the ultimate heist movie and I'm not going to say Reservoir Dogs and Usual Suspects might have something to say about that there's a reason there's a reason why I would say ultimate but I I was about to say it and then I thought is it spoiler Go on, uh, no, 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 go. I, I'm gonna go with it. They got away with it. They actually done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I say the ultimate heist movie. Yeah. And that's where it goes. But there's there's a lot of comedy in it. The heist is perfect in it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go call it action because there's not a lot of action. It's, not action. it's got a perfect pace. It's got, you know, it's got a little few explosions. It's a comedy drama. Yeah, comedy drama. And it works. The other, the, the 12 and 13, Ocean's 12 and 13, yeah. Well, they. I haven't seen 13 because 12 put me off. That's my number two because we punted on it. Go. My number two, I mean, you know me, you know this, you, you know this was going to be in my one of my top two. Uh, my great-grandmother's favourite movie. It's the second war movie on my list, The Great Escape. Okay, I, yeah, I was so close to putting that. It has so to be close, there. So close, so close. It has to be there. The cast, Steve McQueen, James Garner, Charles Bronson, Richard Attenborough, Donald Pleasance and James Coburn. Those are the main guys, but there's way more. But yeah, yeah, because yeah. this is a very old movie, for the sake of not alienating people too much, I'm not going to go too deep into it. Those are as mainstream old school as you'll probably hear from this movie. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's basically uh, it's war movie set in a German prisoner of war camp. It's a real story. That's again another true, uh, important point. And they ba- the Germans make the grave mistake of putting all the best prisoner of war escape artists in one camp and they <laughs> yes. yeah, and they devise what can only be described as the great escape yeah. <laughs> the great well, escape unfortunately minor spoiler it wasn't so great but the plan was just the plan was, a- was to get 250 people outside you know, not just 10, 15 and, you know, as saboteurs and mess with the German on the back line. 250 scattered them all over Europe to take up so much of the high command's time and energy and resources that it would help the Allies in actually gaining a foothold in the war. Yeah. Ultimately, things don't go according to plan and the ending is tragic, to say the least. The Germans committed a war crime on a seriously large scale. It's yeah. bad. I just get chills even thinking about it. it it's horrendous what they did to them. Um, 
But again, it's one of those very, very, this is where old movies are so powerful. You know, if this was remade now, they'd probably show it in all of its glory, gory glory. Yeah. Now, you know, it's just that very, very somber scene of you hear that loading of the machine gun and then it just goes away to that sun setting on the hill with the German car and soldier standing in profile and you know exactly what's going on and it wrenches you. You think, fuck. Yeah. You know? But stellar performances from Steve McQueen and James Garner. Steve McQueen playing Hilts the Cooler King, always finding ways to get out. James Garner playing the scrounger, the thief. Donald Pleasance, he's probably one you will know. He played Blofeld in You Only Live Twice. Um, he was also in the Halloween franchise. Yeah, it's peppered with brilliant acting and it's it's very entertaining. Mm. Yeah. No, it no, no. is one of the best war movies there. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I can't deny that. But it's not a war movie in the traditional sense of the word. This is it. This is it. Exactly. And Just, what's your official number one there, right. AJ? My official number one, and I'm sure it's on your um, honourables. Yeah. Crash. Yeah, it is on my honourable. Yes, Crash. Now I'm gonna read what this. A, I'm gonna cast. read this cast out because this is just—it's nuts. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Here we go. Crash has Sandra Bullock, Matt Dillon, Don Cheadle, Tandy Newton, Jennifer Esposito, Ryan Philippe, Brendan Fraser, Terrence Howard, Ludacris, and I've also thrown in Rick Gonzalez. He's not probably the most famous of actors in there. Uh, excuse me, Michael Pena, Tony Danza, William Fitner, Daniel Day, Kim, and Terrence Howard. Did I not say Terrence Howard? I said Terrence Howard. Well, that's the one you've yeah. got. Yeah, okay. I, 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 left, a few I, left, I, I left a very few, a, a good amount off there, and I do apologise. What a cast. Right. People hate this movie. Excuse me? People hate this movie, and I don't get it. I, I, okay. People really dislike this movie, and I don't get it. Right. I love it. Right, here we go. I saw Love Actually first, and that was like it. I always say this is a serious version of Love Actually. Right, it's an interesting. The way I say that is because there's people around the same age group, and it's you're living in a current life. This is current times, and but this instead of looking at love and happiness, talks about the problems that we face in life. Now we're talking class, we're talking racism, you know, power is is you know all the problems that go on in life are there, and it all becomes intertwined in such a way. Now the reason. This film has so many wrongs in it, and I can understand there are certain scenes you might find a bit weak, but they're all true problems, and yeah. you're dealing with interracial relationships and the racism that can even happen in that, you know? Um, you're, you're looking at racism between the police and coloured people, you're looking at differences in class, it's all that. You're there. looking at racism between a house owner and her fucking maid. Yeah, yeah, all of these different bits. And what I love is the way it changes everyone's perspective, and. You, there are two things that really made Crash stand out for me and the reason why I mentioned Rick Gonzalez more than anything the scene that will touch me forever in life and I'm not going to say anything but the words the invisible cloak oh yeah that scene no scene in in film has touched me more than that it's beautiful I I my heart stopped I I, I, I'm even lost for words on this now it it caught me in such a way I guess the cloak works, Daddy. It yeah, was, oh. I was like, I've never, my heart has never stopped yeah, it's so much, in a, it's a and that's why the minute scene. you said to me, ensemble, look, like, dude, we've got ensemble you heard me cast. Say Ryan Felipe yeah, off the list. Yeah, <laughs> but like when we were to, when we were told this is it, we're yeah. like, ensemble cast, so we're talking between, and we're not mentioning the list, and I'm like, yeah, that scene alone makes that film number one for me. 
Yeah. That film alone. It, well, the scene in the car on the motorway. Yes. So the tension is palpable. Yeah. That. Yeah. There is that as well. There are so many scenes. And then the closing scene, because where we believe higher grip. Let's not. Let's cut the crap right now. We all make judgments in life. Of course. We all make judgments in life. And then you. Fo- in hey, I've made one on there. If you don't get the ending, you're dumb. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, in this film, you follow one guy and you think he's a stand up guy. Yeah. And. In that, those that you believe will do wrong through and through end up doing right. Yeah. Those that you think would do good through and through have ended up doing wrong. Sure. And that in itself is something. Now, the fact that I, you've told they me... They crash. Yeah. The fact that you've told me that this film is hated, I'm, I'm not going to judge. I'm not saying I'm dislike. Gonna... I am saying hated. I, I don't use hate lightly. They People hate this movie. I, do, I don't get do, it. Do you, know, do you know what? Right, and this could be—I could, I could be very bold in this statement. You don't want to accept the realities of life. Some of the judgments you make as a well, person. it's funny you should say that, AJ, because do you know where most of the hate comes from? <laughs> the place where the movie is set. <laughs> so it's very funny you should say that yeah. because I remember seeing this because we were actually sent to watch this as a school project for English class okay. back in school. Because our English teacher, Mr. Parrot, if you're listening, was fucking awesome, right? He got us to think outside the box, you know? You don't just derive storytelling from books. You can get it from newspaper articles, from cinema. And he literally pushed us to go, 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 go out and explore, you know? He was great. And we, I remember, you know, we weren't seeing it during school hours. We were just given an assignment, you know, sometime this weekend, go see it. It just so happened that quite a few people in my class happened to be seeing it in the cinema where I was. Oh, wow. And we all came, coincidentally, we yeah, yeah, no, wasn't that's... planned. And we all came out and we were all like, wow, you know, that was good. And we're all from the same sort of, you know, similar social background. You know, we're all middle class kids from England. We all went to the same sort of school, you know, blah, blah, blah. The hatred I've heard mostly come out. And I'm sorry to point the finger. It's from American movie pundits and critics. Yeah, I, I think I think it, I think it's the inability to accept the problem. Their of argument life. is like, oh, it's so obvious. It's so on the no, nose. I'm like, well, do you know what? The problems you got over there are so obvious. And yet they're still not being fixed. May I say, may I say, going back, what, what year was this film released? 2004. 2004. Yeah, here we are in 2017 talking about Black Lives Matter. Hmm. Right. Check one thing, yeah. guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, We're just still the point. seeing things all the time about police killing minorities and beating up minorities who are unarmed. Look who you've got running your country. Did <laughs> I say more? <laughs> that was a reflection of life. So, yeah, that's why it's my number one. Yeah, this episode's going to run for an hour. Okay, cool. <laughs> Shit. Uh, apologies, guys. My number one, it's another Tarantino, but it's not directed by Tarantino. So people, people often forget that he may had any involvement with this movie. He wrote it, and it was one of the movies he sold off before Reservoir Dogs. Oh, before, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it is... To, not to put this lightly, it is my, one of my top five favourite movies of all time. True Romance. Oh, yes, I know that's a, that's a close one to your heart. Listen to this for a cast. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, rest in peace. RIP indeed. Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Rappaport, Conchata Farrell, James Gandolfini, rest in peace. RIP. Chris yeah. Penn, rest in peace. And Tom Sizemore. I mean, 
That's a very, Fuck. very powerful cast. I mean, wow. You, yeah. Poor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Now, the movie is... You've, you've, okay. It's a very, very one-note movie. It's, it's basically, for lack of a better word... It's almost like a road trip movie. The f- you have to really swallow the first 10 minutes because it sets up that this guy who sort of runs a comic book store, a bit of a, you know, one of life's perennial losers. His boss sets him up with um, a call girl. Not a hooker, she says, but a call girl. They fall in love overnight, and that's the part where you're like, oh, fuck, okay. It, it, it almost for the first 10 minutes of like shit this is going to be one of those sorry to say but American you know hopeless romantic oh I fell in love at first sight and, then, and it's nothing like that you've got to buy that but then it gets you know then you've got him going to kill her pimp finding a huge stack of drugs doing a road trip over to Los Angeles trying to sell the drugs to a high, Holly, high school Hollywood producer being having the room bugs having to fight the FBI and it's like it's a wacky road trip movie set against the backdrop of hyper cool pop culture America. <laughs> As Tarantino does. As Tarantino does. And some people would say one of, not the greatest, but one of the greatest scenes ever put to cinema. There's a scene, because Tarantino's got that way of writing meaningless dialogue and making it relevant. There's a scene with Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken where they are talking about the different ways people lie. Christopher Walken's using intimidation tactics. He says things like, you, you know, you're telling me nothing. You're saying nothing, but you're telling me everything. I can tell when someone's lying to me. You know, tortures him. And then just before Dennis Hopper gets popped, he goes through this whole, you know, you're Sicilian. Did you know that the Sicilians were N-word? And Christopher Walken's like, come again. And Dennis Hopper just goes through this whole thing about telling him, you know, it's true, it's it's historically accurate. I love history, I love that shit. The North Africans, or Moors, who are technically N-words, came in and did so much fucking with the Italian women that blonde (laughs) hair and blue eyes became black hair, brown eyes. Now you know lying so well, tell me. Am I lying? And... That the tension in that scene, you're like, he's gonna get killed very hard. <laughs> Blink and you'll miss them, Gary Oldman and Brad Pitt. But the roles they have in it are very important. Brad Pitt playing a stoner and Gary Oldman in what I think is his best role, even though he's only in it for ten minutes, playing a dreadlocked, one-eyed, six-packed, scarred-up pimp called Drexler. <laughs> It's it's one of my five favourite movies of all time. Okay. Love it. Absolutely fucking love it. How do we do the Rushmore? Right, okay. I, I need to bring this up first because it was there. As You're I said, my, my notes were all over the place. My biggest honourable was Saving Private Ryan. Of course, it was my honourable um, too. That, that one was, should have been my actual number two. Um, funny I know enough, you Pulp love Fiction, that movie. Pulp Fiction actually was going to get cut for that. But my notes were all over the place and I yeah. flipped it because I was reading backwards. So that was my apologies on that. Um, just, a, just very quickly, a load of MCU movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, stuff like that. Spotlight was another one. Spotlight was an honourable mention. Um, yeah, the Batman, stuff like that. Right. Now, going on to the Rushmore because I, I don't know. Need, I, I don't know how do you have more of honourables that you'd like to mention? I've got some honourables on here. LA Confidential, Fiction's an honourable, The Dark Knight's an honourable, The Breakfast Club, which I love. Yes. That was hard to leave off. Crash was an honourable. Um, much Ado About Nothing. Now, this is a weird cast. Kenneth Branagh, Emma Thompson, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> K- 
Kate Beckinsale, Imelda Staunton, Denzel Washington, and Michael Keaton. In a Shakespeare movie, you just wonder, what's Keanu doing in Shakespeare? You have to wonder. You know. I don't know how to do this. Now, remember the point of the ensemble. We need to take... To remind you guys, too, the point of the ensemble. Um, we're not... We've told you what our personal preferences are. The point of this is to now educate and not necessarily name the mainstream things like, oh, let's throw the Avengers and Pulp Fiction out there. That's too easy. Not only because they're not at the top of our list, but you guys have probably seen them. And we'd like you to open your eyes to some movies that you haven't seen. And ideally, maybe, you know, for you to realize that, oh, shit, there's much better ensemble movies out there than the Avengers ensemble, haha, assemble, and, <laughs> and Pulp Fiction, you know? So with that Agreed. said, I'd actually like to throw a bridge too far out there. Right, even though now here my we number are. Five. This is it. One was an honourable, even though it was meant to be my number two. And I will give you the benefit because you've got majority of what? We have Pro Ryan, Bridge Too Far, and Great, Great Escape. Escape. Yeah. But the cast of the Bridge Too Far, it's too yeah, strong. It's, it's powerful, but is it the best narrative as well? Well, I mean... You see, graphically, I know Private Ryan's very close to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, you know, graphic-wise. I... Great Escape is very close to me. But again, I haven't seen Bridge Too Far, so it's very difficult for me to exactly. say. Exactly. It's very difficult for me to say. It's so, one, and it's on that. I will give you the credit of naming the war movie. It's one... Well, the reason I'll go for Bridge Too Far, not just because it means I win, because that's not the point. No, 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 no. Although, no, can no, I just say it? I you win. win. Uh, <laughs> no, the point of a Bridge Too Far is that I think that people need to see this stellar cast together and I firmly believe it's a war movie that not enough people have seen and it's one that people should see before they die okay. so for that reason it's I, I, I'm down with that and I haven't seen it so come on that, Hopkins it, it Olivier Redford Hackman and Khan and Kane together all in, and Connery together in one yeah, movie that's a lot it, it's a lot. ridiculous that needs to be yeah. there no 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 okay that I, that I can work with and for the fact that I need to educate myself on it yeah, it, well, proves the point. it proves the point bingo, bingo. It that. now I'm going to throw one to you I'm all is. I'm going to stand for Crash. Now, I know it's on your honourable, so yeah. that's a very difficult one. Yeah. But I believe, based on so that, the, 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 the cast being as strong as it is, and the fact that I believe, I, will, I want to hear what some people are going to say on the, my, my view of it being a reflection of life, based on you saying, people hated it. I, yeah. I, I would really like to see that. Yeah. Um, I believe it, it's very emotional. It's very, uh, times are slightly changed, but there are still problems in there that are reflective today. Yeah, mate, do you know what? For the fact that I think it's relevant now, for the fact that I attest that it is a great movie, the fact that people hate it, so it means I can, you know, get a bit of controversy in there, which is always fun. <laughs> it's always fun. Always fun. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give you Crash. Cool. So I, I, I got that, which, which and is the cast, strong. The cast is super strong. So that's that. I'll, now, we've got war, we've got real life. But both, but both are very real life. Now, that's a broad category, real life. <laughs> that's broad. Yeah, no, it's, 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 right, it's a let's bit call broad. it drama. Let's call it drama, if you wish. Oh. Um, drama's just as broad, isn't it? <laughs> what, what are you thinking? What's your pitch? Okay, so well, we've got the war base. Now, I, I'm looking. Now, we are... There is the comic book element. Comic book slash action. Yeah. Right? Which now brings us to... Go on. I'm, I'm drawing for two in mind. We've got Expendables... We've got Avengers, we've got ah, Sin City, mm-hmm. and we also have Dark Knight. I'm going to immediately veto Dark Knight and the Avengers because they're too mainstream. And I believe, not just because I, I, you can't, ve- okay, I appreciate you can't veto something just because it's mainstream, 
There's much stronger casts out there. Okay, we'll push that aside for a minute. We'll we'll push the... Sin City. I'm a, I'm receptive to because the cast is ridiculous. But if we were to ever describe to anyone, uh, maybe they'd, okay, that's in the comic book world. Now, if we broaden it out in the action world, I believe possibly just the sheer fact of what it is. Okay, you throw fast in there, you throw expendables in there. I would still, even though it was my number 10, I would probably go expendables because that is the who's who of action. Mm. Of action, that's not, action. Yeah, it's not a good enough movie. It, it's not. It doesn't merit being in there. <sighs> nah. We'll come back to that category. Not when you've got movies like Ocean's Eleven, The Usual Suspects, Sin City, Lord of the... I refuse to put it in there when there's Lord of the Rings in there. Fantasy, and I, and I would I, give you, I would give you, in the world of fantasy. I wouldn't even pitch for Lord of the Rings, to be honest. Okay. I'm pitching for true romance like a motherfucker. Because that's, again, not only can I argue that great movie, not only can I argue that amazing cast, but there's a massive argument to be made that not enough people have seen it. Maybe I'm one of them again. There you go. Right, hold on, I need to check this list now, because I have to be very careful. You get one in three, maybe I get two and four, but there's another side to that. I need to be very careful in where I mean, there have been weeks in the past where I've got all four. Listen, one of your honourables just made it, so let's... (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy, I'm happy. Right. Go on. Okay, I'm now on the world of comedy. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm putting the action side aside for a minute. Well, it's real really, action. it's really down to. There is stupid love and love actually. Yeah, thinking, aren't you? Oh, bro. Um, now you see, it's two different types of comedy. Now the cast, the cast is bigger. Okay, like, I, okay. Now that is a different side. That is a different they're, side. They're not deserving. They're would you put Ocean's Eleven for the comedy aspect? Yeah, as well as I would. So let's I go would. for Ocean's Eleven. Then. Yeah, I'd recognise Ocean's Eleven. So okay, is, is Ocean's it's, locked in? Let me just go through, you know, so the sort of criteria list for Oceans. You definitely have to see Oceans 11 before you die. Definitely. Because the heist is so good. The cast is phenomenal. Powerful. At the time, it's not The movie of... is good. good. I wouldn't say great. It's good. Um... <sighs> I don't, yeah. if, I give, if, you, if I give you Oceans 11, you've got to give me True Romance. Yeah. Okay. Just because I haven't seen it, but those, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it, and it, it piques my interest, especially with the cast that you mentioned. It's ridiculous. Wow. Okay. Not the I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that that's the Tarantino movie that made it. Because bear with me in mind, Kill Bill was very, very close to making my list. That true romance, mate, I honestly mean this. You will let the. Hear me. Like, when you watch this movie, even though you've fucking pushing over 30 now when you finally watch this movie I want you to have a little speech bubble appear above your head with me in it going I told you so alright <laughs> alright and hear these words this is the best writing he has ever done okay okay I'll give it to you I'll give it to you I'm, I'm intrigued I'm intrigued in terms You're of t- making a coherent fucking story not something that's very all over the place and putting a stylistic spin on that. A coherent story, memorable scenes, memorable characters, and casts that are used in a way that you remember them and you instantly forget them. And that's what's powerful about it. You know, you could be talking for the whole movie. Oh, fuck, I wanted to see more of Gary Oldman as Draxler. You don't need to. 
Because the next scene you've got Val Kilmer playing with the, the one they call the mentor, and the mentor is a figment of Clarice's mind who happens to be Elvis Presley. Okay. You've got Val Kilmer, whose face you never see, playing Elvis Presley. Oh man, I told you, we're cool in the Rihanna lab ball straight up. He, the, everyone is stellar in this. Cool. We have, okay, I think we've got it. But I just want to throw two bits out there. Listening? Um, I mentioned Ocean's Eleven, the remake. Yep. I want to put a shout out to the Rat Pack, because they were kind of... What, in Breakfast Club? No, that's the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack. Oh, you're quite right, The Rat sorry. Pack. Um, you know, the original Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, one, yeah. That, that's a very strong cast. So they are honoured, just not put too, them on the honoured too list. strong. Yeah, on the honoured list. And another film that made my honours list... Go on. Because of... It was nearly number 10. Heat. Heat's big. Heat is big. Another and Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, but also for the fact that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino were on screen together. Finally. Yeah, finally. So that had to be mentioned. And De Niro acted him out the fucking corner, mate. Indeed. In no particular order are honourable, not honourable, are movie Mount Rushmore of the four movies you have to see before you die. In no particular order are at number one. A Bridge Too Far. At number two, Crash. At number three, Ocean's Eleven, the remake. <laughs> and at number four, True Romance. Yes. I'm happy, actually. Uh, do you know what? I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, I I don't know how I saw it going, but that wouldn't have been the four. No, I'm definitely sho- not. I, I'm actually shocked. And this is going to sound so weird. Ocean's made it. Me but too. it's worthy of it when you, it is. When you, when you weigh break it all, down. The, all the stuff. It's fully worthy of it. Yep. Um, yeah, two films I haven't seen, so I'm definitely going to check those out. Crash is is so sentimental to me, and I, I, I yeah, I'm yeah. happy that made it. And I'm shocked in the fact that stuff like your honourable list makes it when you have to look at the true aspects of all the different angles yeah. of a movie. Because we are an educational podcast. Indeed. Indeed. So that was it, guys. Um, thank you um, for bearing with us. It's def- we're definitely back. If we're you on are podcast mode. listening to this on YouTube, I apologise for the lack of video, but you know what? It's much easier for me to edit, and I got a life. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so, you know what? It's just the way life Instead is. Instead of, you know, I'm really happy that you have dedicated, God, I think it might be coming up to an hour now of your time on YouTube for listening to us. But what I'd really like from you, if you are listening to us on YouTube, is jump over to iTunes. Because we're going to be on iTunes. And if you are listening on iTunes, thank you. Please download us. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. And if you could leave us a five-star rating. And if you think it's anything less than five-star, please lie and give us a five-star rating. Leave a little comment in the iTunes store as well. Let other people know that this podcast is awesome. We're going to do our very, very, very best to get this podcast out weekly. Or at least to start off with maybe fortnightly. Yeah, no, definitely. It is that, again, guys, the, one of the benefits of being on iTunes or wherever else you call it is the fact that you're not using data. <laughs> yeah. Download it and you could be underground. You could be in places with shit signal and still listen to it. Like, these silver screen dudes, they're, they're entertaining me while I'm traveling. There like, you go. Which, whichever way. So that is one of the stuff. But if you are on um, YouTube, please do like and subscribe and comment below. That's yep. always appreciated. We aren't, we aren't ignoring that. Again, on um, iTunes, thank you for joining us again. Or well, welcome for the first time. <laughs> we are the Silver Screen Dudes. This has gone longer than expected. We do promise they will be a bit shorter than this in the coming weeks. But from, well, till next time, I'm Anthony Jordan. And this has been the Movie Mount Rushmore. And I am Nico Luro. Okay. See ya. See you guys.